0: Today, I'm joined by Dr. Alice Holly, Technical Sales Manager at Cambridge Bioscience. In today's episode, we talk about how Alice went about asking work to pay for her coaching and to her surprise, just how delighted they were to support her. The results of reordering her life values so that vitality is now in top spot instead of career. You might assume it would mean a decrease in focus and productivity at work But actually, the opposite is true. She also discovered how to speak up in the boardroom and get ideas across in a way that's really listened to. And we also talk about using bridging rituals to help form strong boundaries between work and home, to be fully present in the evening for the things and the people that mean most to her. I can't wait for you to hear Alice's story, so let's dig in. Welcome, Alice, to the show today. I'm so grateful that you're here. Thanks Hannah, thank you so much for having me. And I'd love it if you could start by just telling us a little bit about who you are and what you're currently doing.
1: Yeah, of course. So I'm Alice Holly. Um, I'm currently a technical sales manager for um, a life science distribution company. Um, So I look after the um, North and East of the UK um, sales as technical sales manager. Um, also, um, I'm a mum of uh, a, my daughter who's uh, nearly two and a half already, and time is flying. Um and I'm currently twenty weeks pregnant as well. so so uh, life is about to get even busier. um but but when I'm not um expecting, I really enjoy um triathlon in my spare time, so running, biking, and swimming. And um, I love taking part in races for this.
0: Oh, wow. So yes, I'm assuming you're not racing right now in triathlon, um, but I hope that you'll get back to it as well.
1: <laughs> no, no, not at the moment. Uh, taking taking a short break, but it's always, um, it's always great to keep um, fit and healthy and I will continue. Uh, to to try and live an active lifestyle up, up until the end <laughs>
0: <laughs> the end of the beginning um after <laughs> 10 years I've um so many people know I used to be a swimmer and then a triathlete and then I had 10 years where I just went to public swimming sessions really to swim and it just got to the point where I got so frustrated that last week I actually joined a master's swimming squad So I'm now like the red beach route at the end of each session, just trying to keep up.
1: (laughs) Pushing yourself to the limit.
0: (laughs) Well, I guess just pushing myself rather than just sauntering along in the swimming pool is how I would describe what I was doing before.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. I think there's no better feeling than finishing a swim session uh, with a complete reset and uh, getting those endorphins
0: running yeah I have noticed I've had a bigger endorphin hit from actually trying hard (laughs) it's going to do me good anyway Um, so I would love it if in this conversation we could talk a little bit about how you first came across um my coaching and how we ended up working together because it's probably not the traditional way that um people come into my coaching
1: so um, it's it's been quite a long time, I think, since we um, first had contact. Um, my my first record of <laughs> speaking was, um, I think, at least in spring twenty twenty one. So two, nearly two years ago now. Um, so I was still on um, my initial uh, maternity leave at the time um, and, um, had contacted you because, um, I was feeling, I think some, quite some, uh, worry or an anxiety about, um, a specific situation at work that I, I felt like I needed help with. And, um, so we had an initial call, um, back then, um, uh, followed by, I think another, perhaps, uh, a coaching session uh, with a follow-up as well that really helped um, helped kind of uncover um, ways to uh, prevent overthinking in certain situations, which I found um, really, really helpful. Um, And you also shared some tools in um, asking for what you need um, so that I could um, approach approach, um, issues more assertively. Um, and I found this so very helpful um but I, I delayed the start of my full kind of coaching journey uh partly because I wasn't back at work yet so didn't think I thought an a, a time when I'm back at work would be a bit more useful um and then I returned to work as um in a new role as um sales a technical sales manager and um This gave me uh, a lot of direction and um, a lot of kind of new skills to focus on at the time. Um, And then uh, I had a leadership course coming up at the end of the year. So I delayed my coaching (laughs) because I thought, well, I'll just focus in on what I'm doing at the moment. Um, And then it wasn't until uh, early last year, so 2022, that um, I um, listened to the recordings of one of your, I think it was a week-long event, Beyond Imposter Syndrome.
0: Oh, yes, I <laughs> love that one. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, and I found it just so useful. And I think this is what triggered me to contact you and really kind of say, right, now, now's the time. Um, and I think that was the right time in my mind for me because... Um, I'd taken on this new role I'd um, started to implement um, leadership skills that I'd learned in a course but um, I didn't have um, I felt like I needed more direction in where my career was going I was happy with where I'd landed up (laughs) um, um, but wanted to be more in control of what was going to happen next and that this was the right place for me to be at the time, um, but also looking for help, I think, with specific challenges at work and um, having uh, some support or someone to talk through those challenges with.
0: Yeah, I remember the imposter syndrome piece was quite big for you, making sure that you were able to speak up in certain situations where it might have been quite a challenge before. and unusually so sometimes I always say to my clients you know obviously you can pay for it for yourself but always ask work first if they're willing to support it so one of the tools that I gave you was how to ask for what you need which helped you out in terms of being able to frame this to work to be able to support you so were you surprised that work um supported you with the coaching
1: yeah, um, absolutely, um, I I recall the conversation I had with you um, early on in asking, in, in that I asked you, do you think it might be possible, would it be okay for me to ask for work, as, um, <laughs> and you, you very much supporting me and giving me the confidence and also the tools in how to ask work. And um, it it felt like a big achievement for me um, to to ask, but also in the response that I got from um, our management team, um, who were entirely supportive um, and very very positive. Um, and in fact, I th- I think they were um, delighted that I'd asked um, to take to take on this. Uh, coaching uh, for leadership and wanting to develop myself in the role Um, so it was a really really good experience.
0: I think almost you're winning before you've even got started with coaching if you even go through the process of asking because you've had to step into power in order to be able to do that so I was so pleased that what a great response you got from work. And I know that in our final session, we also had a conversation with your manager about the impact of the coaching and what changes they'd seen in you and reflected that back to you, which I think was also really valuable as well. Yeah,
1: definitely. Um, It it was very, very valuable. And uh, I certainly did feel before we even started on that first session, First uh, coaching session that um I'd already gained gained a lot from, from speaking with you, and um uh, into there was a long journey between then and the feedback um, but it, it it really helped me in my role to hear um the feedback that I did and to progress onwards, past the coaching too.
0: Yeah, for sure, and your manager almost. Um, I remember him saying he gave you permission to um, implement those changes to the fullest and to continue to do the things that you had been doing. So it was great to hear to hear that. But I'd love to hear a little bit more about the coaching journey itself for you. And what was most impactful for you? Or what kind of tools do you feel um, were most helpful?
1: Yeah. So, um, in terms of uh, work-wise, uh, you mentioned that um, I had um, so some. I felt like something was holding me back in terms of um, speaking up, uh, particularly in a boardroom environment where there were lots of voices present, and I, I knew that I had um, the ability to contribute effectively and um, to have great ideas. But um, I felt like something was holding me back in in, um, voicing those ideas and projecting them across in a way that would be listened to. And I think this is something that came up a few times in our sessions. Um, And um, you gave me a few different ways in which I could overcome these challenges that I had. Um, so that I could could feel confident in speaking out um and um come coming forward with my ideas as well and that's that's I think the biggest um win for me um from our coaching journey. If I had to single out a single <laughs> one in particular um, but I think there has been many many tools um, many practices that I've taken which I I think I would go as far to say that um in everyday life I've um it's improved um kind of my work-life balance um for certain um I think early on we um discussed bridging tools and um because I was um I felt like I was being uh uh, working really 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 hard right up until you know the evening when I then had to collect my daughter from nursery um, and then I'd rush out to see her and then I'd, I'd just continue that stress of work all throughout the evening and I felt like I was um, uh, taking the stress from work into home and pro- probably the other way as well home into work in this kind of uncontrollable um, cycle Um, But just introducing um, some bridging rituals in terms of taking a little bit of time in between work and in between starting that evening routine has um, really benefited my daily routine and daily life um, as well. And um, I I, I think I'm living a happier life (laughs) in both aspects because of that introduction.
0: And I think that um, just for those people listening at home, bridging rituals is just a little tool that we use to be able to close down one area of life, whether that's, well, usually it's work, and open ourselves up to the next phase of life, whether that's going into mum mode or whether it's going into self-care mode or in relation to other people. And it's being able to not just... um, switch the mode to switch the body but also switch the mindset um because otherwise we end up being with the people we love the most or doing the things we love the most but our mind is still on work and it's churning 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 the whole time so we don't end up um really present to life in a way
1: exactly that and i definitely feel present present um you know most of the time now (laughs) which is a big success But but also in terms of um, my priorities and um, putting my priorities first. Um, From the group coaching exercises um, that um, I I certainly listened to most of them. Unfortunately, I couldn't make it in person um, to to those. But um, I've I've learned to uh, make priorities for the week. And that actually health comes first because, um, as it should, you know, without our health, we don't, we don't have anything else. So um, that, that's something that I've very much taken on board um, in prioritising health, certain relationships, um, and then my work and career goals as well. Um, and that's that's something that I revisit often still and I've taken on board.
0: And just to check with you, would the priority have been work first, and then relationships and health underneath them prior to coaching?
1: Absolutely, yes. Um, yeah, I can. I can look back at those first six months um, back back at work in this role, and uh, work certainly took um, a, a, a huge priority in, in that list, and um, I can see that um it, it would affect other areas of my life, but that didn't necessarily mean that I was performing well at work um because I was prob- probably working in a much more stressed state. Now I'm working in a way that I have control of
0: <laughs> and I think that's a really good point because often we're quite fearful of making changes in case we're perceived to not be as productive at work or as committed at work but actually shifting those, um values so that your health and vitality comes first so that you have the energy and the passion to be able to be there for your family relationships that are important and work doesn't quite have the um the effect of meaning that you're going to be less productive it can actually have the opposite effect
1: oh absolutely on days um and and it's the majority of days i take a proper lunch break um especially if I could fit in a swim in that time um I did have a period of time where I was going for a swim on a Friday lunchtime and those Friday afternoons wow
0: (laughs) they wow maybe I need to maybe I need to not just do the morning swims maybe I should have a a lunchtime swim to get the extra hit of (laughs) endorphins
1: absolutely yeah the Friday afternoons I'd be whizzing away doing Doing all of all of the work that needs doing, and and thinking clearly, thinking effectively, more importantly, um, in getting it done, and and it definitely feels much better rather than cutting my lunch short, not doing very much with it, and then um, working tired all afternoon instead. So, um, so certainly, um, but in terms of time management and um, making use of time effectively. Um, I'm, I'm much more in control of that now.
0: Yeah, good. So we've talked a little bit about confidence and how you um, got below the surface of imposter syndrome to really look at what was causing you to not be able to speak up and learning how to voice all of the ideas that you had, all of the great input that you had, but actually being able to speak in a way that was heard and appreciated by other people. We've talked a little bit about putting your vitality first in order to show up effectively and be present, or whatever that was, whether that's work or home or life. And now, I'd love to talk a little bit more about fulfillment. So what have you discovered in terms of what makes you happy and fulfilled at work?
1: Yeah, so um I've um, I and I think we did this early on as well is um, found, found out that I really do like to help people um, and that if uh, someone's coming to me with a question and um, I'm offering an answer which helps Helps them, whether it be a customer with their research, and I'm offering a new um, technology that can speed it up or uh, offer them something new, or um or in my management role in offering coaching and help um to my team members. And um certainly learning what's what in my flow means is something that I've really taken. Um, from the coaching, um, recognizing when I'm in um, a a natural state of flow, uh, where I'm thinking very freely and um, feeling good energy and happy in what I'm doing. And that's definitely in in a role where I'm uh, providing advice and helping other people And um, certainly coaching has brought that to the forefront of my mind. And that's something I'm very aware of when I'm in my flow and then um, also recognizing other tasks that, um, that may be more challenging.
0: And a lot of my clients will discover when they look at their natural talents that they're in what I call the capability trap, where their role does not reflect where they could be most in flow. But you actually discover the opposite. So actually that your natural talents were aligned to the role that you were doing. And this was about fine tuning that flow, finding more opportunities or appreciating the opportunities where you were in your natural flow and leadership. And I guess the the real challenge then is to go, okay, how can I make the best of when I have to do things that take me out of flow? How can I, um, Sometimes I forget what um, my mentor calls it, but how can I make it more enjoyable and pleasurable yeah. um, to do those things? Cause we all have to do things that take us out of flow sometimes, or how can I use my voice to delegate or um, pass on that work to other people more effectively? So how have you found the insight that actually the role that you have supports your natural talents?
1: So, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Um, I think I had a feeling at the start that um, I was in a role that that I was happy in, um, uh, but I couldn't pinpoint why it was the right role for me. Um, And understanding the natural talents and um, understanding that I had, have the flexibility in my role and um, the small size company that I'm in uh, to be able to actually um, enhance those areas that I'm um, more talented in. Um, And I felt very fortunate that I was in in a company and in a role that I could expand on um, on those natural talents. But understanding what they are is very important (laughs) to be able to do that
0: it is and not just for the here and now but also for the long-term career trajectory for for somebody because if you don't know quite you can't put your finger on quite why when you're making uh, intentional choices about what's next you don't always have the input or the information to put into that equation to know whether or not the next step is right or not for you
1: Exactly. So, so for me, I could um, ensure that I am having one-to-ones with my team um, on a very regular basis, which will give me the chance um, to speak with them to find out where they they need to improve on and, and spend time in helping them um, get better at their role. Um, and so that's something that's been implemented more fully since understanding that this is this is an area that I enjoy working in, and will of course improve my role, their role, our team's success, and the company's success alongside that as well. Um, and um, I, I definitely understand that I really enjoy getting out to see customers and uh, speaking to researchers in that way. Um, but also balancing all of my energy at the same time so that I'm not doing too much <laughs> too much of anything uh, within a week but leaving time for those those tasks that like you say, have to be done. Um, but uh, I need to also make time for those as well um, when whilst I've still got energy for them.
0: Yeah, good. So you thought about the day to day and how you are appreciating and spending time and seeing how your natural talents are influencing the team and other people thinking about long term. okay. if I know my talents, I know kind of where I'm heading in terms of types of roles as well as my leadership uh, develops. But also we can use these natural talents as a way to enhance the talents we can take. opportunities for professional and personal development to support that pathway as well which I think is a really interesting concept as well. So I've got a couple of questions before we finish. The first one is I want to make sure that I've accurately reflected um, your career, your, sorry, your your interview today. So is there anything else that you want to add that we haven't covered that you're like, oh I really wanted to say that though. (laughs)
1: I, I i think really this is this coaching has benefited me um in, in many many ways and i i think the one thing i wanted um to add and uh, i think you often um ask people on your podcast as well is uh, what advice would you give to someone <laughs> who um
0: oh yeah let me ask you <laughs> that question so if someone was just about to start working with me embarking on that journey what piece of advice would you give to somebody
1: yeah so I I think I explained earlier how um I delayed my coaching um journey because I had other things going on or it didn't seem the right time I had too much to do already when uh in hindsight I think actually because I had too much going on I needed coaching more <laughs> to help me with that and um so my advice would be um to to not to not delay um uh, getting help with coaching because it will it will um provide benefit in areas that you may not even realize
0: so true i think i've not got enough time it's part of a belief system a limiting belief system that perpetuates into you know behaviors like overwhelm and feeling like there's too much on their plate and saying oh well when this happens then I'll address the challenge but that quickly gets replaced by something else so I would always challenge somebody who says now's not the right time or I haven't got you know um I don't know the resource or um the The time to be able to dedicate to doing this, because I think when we really look underneath, like you said, it's probably the thing that's needed the most. Um, It's I guess it's more about giving yourself permission to do it.
1: Absolutely. Yes. And um, I, I've always understood, or well, not always, but in more recent time, I've understood coaching um, in other areas of life where, where I've had a triathlon coach and seen huge benefits and success from having that accountability. So I, I knew in the back of my mind that having a career coach would make sense. Um, but I yeah, I could have done it sooner. <laughs>
0: maybe it came at just the right time but yeah I would agree I say the same thing actually in my book which is coming out this year but if I'm swimming I've pretty much up until you know the bit of time when I was just public swimming but I've always had a coach and seen the benefit of that you have world leaders have councils of advisors you have um I know musicians always have a conductor to be able to get the best out of the people that they are conducting or the people they're working with. So why would we not do the same in our careers as well? Absolutely. Okay, so my final question for you then is, if you were to look on the timeline of your life and go back to a specific moment in your life and whisper a piece of advice in your ear, what time would you go back to, and what would you say to yourself?
1: That's a good, good As question. Wise
0: woman that you are now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would love to go back to myself and just um, whisper that um, everything will work out. <laughs> And i would definitely go back at the point where I was leaving my postdoc career, which was a really pivotal time. Um, and it was hard to leave as well. Um, but I wish I could just tell myself that, um, that, you know, just, it will be okay. It will work out.
0: <laughs> Sage advice, Alice. Thank you so much. And thank you for sharing your coaching journey and story with everybody. It's very much appreciated. Thank you. Thank you for all your help. Thank you for listening to Women in STEM Career and Confidence. To get further support in your journey, join me in Breakthrough Unleashed on Facebook.